Welcome back to the How to Write a Book podcast. I'm your host, Maciel Valenzuela Castaneda. In today's episode, we interview the author of Coming to Canada, The Ultimate Success Guide for New Immigrants and Travelers by Chidi Iwuchukwu. Um, and I thought that Chidi's approach to writing and publishing a book was very methodical. It was like, all right, now we've made the decision. We're going to go A, B, C. We're going to dive into that. And so I think it could be really helpful for authors who want to take the overwhelm and the emotion of like, is it going to be good? Is it going to be, you know, over here? Well, but this taking that so you can finish the project and be proud of the project. And he has some really great advice on editing, but also cover design and what his own mentor taught him. So I'm really excited because I thought it was a great way to look down at how you can make the process straightforward. So let's dive into the interview with Chidi. It's very informational. I'm excited to get in. All right, here we go. Welcome to the How to Write a Book podcast, the show that helps you plan, write, and publish your book, even if you're a beginner or just feel like one. Now, for your host, she's written over a dozen books and helps others bring their books to life. Here she is, Maciel. All right. Welcome back to the How to Write a Book podcast. I'm your host, Maciel Chidi. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm great. Thanks. Good, good. Now, you are the author of Coming to Canada, the ultimate success guide for new immigrants and travelers. Um, now, I think your book looks really cool. I love the cover. Before we dive into why you wrote this book, how you wrote this book, please introduce yourself to the audience. Thanks. My name is Chidi Iwuchuku. I'm the best-selling author of Coming to Canada, the Ultimate Success Guide for New Immigrants and Travelers. I live in Edmonton, Canada, uh, with my wife and three boys, uh, and I'm on my second book right now, so hopefully it will come out soon. Oh, awesome. Okay, well, I can't wait to talk about that, too. That's great. Absolutely. So let's start at the beginning. All right, so, you know, what made you want to write this book? So we came to Canada in um, just about eight years ago. Uh, we've been widely traveled all over the world for vacation, for study, for business. But when we decided to move to Canada, we, we thought it was going to be easy. Hey, I mean, what, what is difficult about moving from one country to another? But it was a huge challenge navigating the settlement maze. There were things we didn't know. That things that cost us headache, that things that gave me a couple of gray hairs. So we had to figure out our ways through all of that forest, finding information, finding job, settling in, managing relationships and all of that. So I felt after a while, I used the information that I have to support other people who were coming into Canada after we did. And they found it very valuable. And then somebody said to me, hey, you know this a little bit more. Why don't you put all that you've gone through, all that you've known, and all that you've figured out into a book so other people can uh, have it easier? So that's why we wrote the book. So it draws from my own personal experience as a newcomer to Canada, the work I have done in the community supporting newcomers, and also supporting those, the ecosystem that support newcomers. So I put all of that together, and that's the book that you have. 
Oh, well, that's brilliant. I think that is an excellent, excellent resource. Um, I know that there's definitely people in my life who could have benefited from a book like this. I live in the United States, but if my family had a book like this, things would have been so much easier for them. So this is this is awesome. So your friend said you should write a book. Um, and you had all this information. Now, what was your first thought? Were you like, yeah, I'm going to write a book? Or were you like, oh, I'm not sure? <laughs> no, I said I'm not a writer. And she goes, there you go, giving excuses. And people who know me know that I don't like to give excuses for anything. And so when she when she said that to me, I took it like a challenge. I said, okay, what the heck? You know, pardon my French. <laughs> anyway, so I... What then happened was I got into conversation because she is also a best-selling author. So I got into conversation with her to say, okay, so what do I need to do? How do I begin to piece all of this together? And we had that initial meeting and agreed on the layout and the content and the chapters and all of that. And then, yeah, I started writing. But it was wow. from her push. It was that word. I still tell her every day that word. There you go. Giving excuses was the game changer. <laughs> that was that was a sign that you're like, I'm not going to back out. I'm, yeah. I'm not backing out. No. Wow, that's amazing. So, so you said, okay, challenge accepted. How long did it take you from your idea, you know, all the way until you were published? So we spoke about June of 2021, I think, and then I will. I lo- no, I, we spoke about June 2020, and then we the book was launched June um, November 2021. Um, the the thing is, in between there were some distractions, though. Uh, it wasn't like I was writing as consistently as she as I would have planned. Otherwise, it would have been way somewhere around the middle of the next next year. So there are a lot of research that needs to go into it, editing, making sure that the final product meets all standards, regulatory, and all of that. And no information there is uh, deceitful, so uh, misleading. Oh, wow, yeah. So, And she was already a best-selling author, so she was guiding you through all of this. Yeah, she provided the information, um, guided me through it, helped me a lot with the when I ran into roadblocks and all of that. And it's uh, amazing that people can be this generous. I have also, I mean, Playing it forward, I've also helped somebody publish and become a best-selling author. So right now, part of what she and I are trying to do in our community is to demystify writing. Because sometimes when people pick these books and, and read, they think that, it's, that you need to be extraordinarily intelligent and all of that to write. And that discourages a lot of people from telling their stories. What I have found out through the process of my writing is that there is something every one of us know very well. There must be something that each one of us know very well. And with, with the proper guidance, with the proper mentorship, you'll be able to put it in writing, and then it becomes available to everybody. Okay? Uh, when she asked me to do, push me to do this, and I took on the challenge, I didn't know it was going to help so many people the way it has. Now, one other point to note here is, if I hadn't taken that challenge, all that information in the book, will probably be in my head, and the day I'm called home, it will be gone. But now it's available to everybody across the world. So that's the, why we want to demystify writing, to make it easier for people to take up challenges like that and to write. Wow. I, that's, 
That is beautiful. I love that. You're so right. The day that we're called home, then the stories, the information, all that goes with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've left a legacy and you've, you've left an instruction guide for people who are going to need help. That's amazing. And um, you, you mentioned that you didn't know it was going to help you know, so many people. Can you please tell us, you know, the people that you've helped, they reached out to you. You know, how, how did you see the results in real life? Well, I get emails everywhere from across the world because the, even though the book is Canadian in origin, uh, the way it's structured is the information you have there can help you settle in any of the Western countries. So looking at Canada, U.S., uh, you're looking at New Zealand, you're looking at the U.K., uh, you're looking at Australia and all of those because because they are colonized by the British, they probably run, for most part, they run the same system. So it's the same information, right? And first of all, it's writing from the position that relocating to another country is very stressful. It's not, a, it's not as common as and simple as people see it, right? It only takes somebody who has gone through it to know where the pitfalls are. So what I try to do in that book is to point out where those pitfalls are for people. And because it's on Amazon, because it's on um Bands and novels, most of the major uh, bookshops across the world, people go buy these books and they send me emails how it has said them. So I wake up in the morning and I see an email pop up and I'm like, oh wow. And then you, a couple of them who were kind enough had left some very kind reviews on Amazon. Uh, and yeah, and the other part of it is because I've written this book, I'm not being called upon to speak to people newcomers group, um, agencies that support newcomers uh, and all of that. And in my community, they've made me newcomer advisor. So something along those lines, you know, that I never planned. So it's helping people from the reviews and from the emails and from the comments that we got, I get every day when I meet people. You know, as an author, it's challenging when somebody says, yeah, I, wrote, I read your book. You're going to hold your breath because you don't know what is coming next. You don't know whether it's going to be a commendation. You don't know yeah. it's a bloody criticism and says, don't ever try to put two sentences together again. <laughs> <laughs> but so far, it's been great. That's great. Um, I, I love that. Yeah, you're right. Like, I read your book. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So now you, you're being called to speak, like you said. You didn't anticipate that. That's amazing. Was, was there any other, like, um, results that you didn't anticipate that were going to happen that has occurred since you published? Yeah, like I, I mentioned I had helped somebody to also become a best-selling author. I, if you ask me, I didn't know anything about that. And a couple of people have come to me to say, hey, we need, I need your guidance. So I had to develop a, a roadmap for people who want to write books. Uh, I call it from idea to bestseller, um, to, to become a bestseller. And so I take them through the rudiments of what I have known, what I have seen, and the things I regretted, the things I wish I knew before I started writing. Wow. Because it, the process of writing is a lot easier than the process of getting it published and putting it up there and all of that. There were times before I launched the book that I was sleeping like two hours every night. Oh, wow. Because I still have to keep my day job. I come back from my day job. I start trying to figure out um, CRMs, that's customer relationship management, um, landing pages, and book trailers, and all of that. And I had no clue about this thing. So 
uh, sometimes he's, he's, okay, you should do this. And I'm, okay, so how, how am I going to do it? So I had to go figure it out. I had to go to Fiverr, find somebody who is going to do it. So it was very interesting. The day I liked the book, I was relieved. Because at some point I was like, I don't know whether this is worth it, but a challenge is a challenge, right? Yeah, I love that. I love that you're like, well, this is a challenge. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tackle it. That's super great. Absolutely. I love that. So um, is that your second book, or can I ask about it? Because you said you're working on another book. So is that your second book, or is it different? No, it's, it's my, I'm working on my second book, actually. I just finished it. It's on, again, financial literacy. So there are oh. a couple of conversations I've had with my kids about money. And so sometimes they ask me that, why is nobody talking to us about these things? Why is nobody teaching us about these things in school? So mm-hmm. I decided to codify all of that, to put all of that together, so that teens and young people across the world be able to um, have a resource that can speak to them about why they should start thinking about wealth creation from as earlier on as possible, financial discipline, and how to save and how to you know transfer money and all of that. So putting it into their hands as soon as they turn, they, they're able to grasp those fundamentals, I believe, will be very important. Oh, I, I love that. That is so needed. That's so needed. I mean, everywhere, everywhere. It's just, it's so important. And I think that sometimes with the education systems, they focus on, you know, how to do math, but they don't focus on the application of, Mm. well, math is used in finances. It's important to keep track of that. It's important to keep track of taxes, things like that. Um, And then you get thrown into the adult world and you don't really know, there's no instruction manual, but apparently there will be, there will be now. So that's awesome. Um, Yeah, I mean, think about it from this point of view. We live in a world where young people are bombarded every day with uh, glamour of Instagram, Facebook, and all of that. So what they're seeing is people living living the life, as it were, uh, you know, in quotes. So we're going to be swimming against the tide. You say having all those things, all those bling-bling things, and spending your money on all of those things that are not necessary will actually cause you more harm, more pain than good, than the monumentary, you know, surge of dopamine. So uh, financial literacy, fund, setting the basis, setting the foundation will mean you doing the things that other people are not willing to do so you can live the life other people cannot live. So it's yeah. important perspective that we felt that, okay, if we do this intervention, uh, let's see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's that's so needed. That is amazing. And are you going to pursue um, hybrid publishing just like you did for coming to Canada, or will it be a little bit different? No, it's going to be different because some of the lessons I've learned, obviously, I'm going to incorporate them now. The, the first part, though, is that I'm going to get, again, professional people to look through the work, editing, and all of that. But there were a couple of challenges or things that I made, um, errors that I made. I'll call them rookie errors. Um, hopefully, I'll correct them this time. And I'll tell you, one of them is my book was published in the United States. Now, this is a book about Canada. It was published in the United States. Oh, wow. So, again, because my friend was in the United States, right, lives in the United States. And I used almost her, um, the instruments that she used to publish her book. Right. Now, the challenge with that is that by the time they did the press, the press release about my book, it was all over the U.S. If you Google my name and the book, you will see press releases from Kentucky Times, Arkansas News, and all of that. But not, not one of them was, uh, did I get any 
traction in terms of the press from Canada. So I had to struggle through that. So those are some of the things that right now I've learned. But if I'm going to do anything like this again, I probably have to talk to somebody who is um, based here. Wow. I, that's, I wouldn't even have thought about that, you know? Like, I wouldn't have thought about, like, well, you know, because Amazon has the different – their different country sections as the U.S. Amazon and the, right, the Canada Amazon. Wow, I didn't even think about that. Um, so I want to kind of just go back a little bit. You said that you did the hybrid publisher for coming to Canada. And you're going to do it a little bit different now. Are you still going to be doing hybrid publishing, or are you going to do an entirely different, like an entirely self-publishing, now that you, you know so much about it? I am likely going to explore the traditional publishing it's easier. It's easier. It makes life a lot easier for you. But, I mean, if, if nobody knew me in the, with the Facebook I published when I was publishing the Facebook, I'm hoping that with the little traction I've gotten, the traction I've gotten, not little, the traction I've gotten right now with this one, some traditional person will say, okay, we're going to help you um, work with you on this. The reason is that they have the riches. The rich, I don't have the rich. I have to create my database, and these are some of the things that we are that we are not um, that I still struggle with trying to put all of that in place. But mm. I believe that they have the rich in terms of marketing, and that for me is what is important because the more people have their hands on the book, the more it's able to help them, right? So those right. are some of the considerations that I'm looking at. Uh, and I'm trying to take my time to make sure that I, I have all of that sorted out before I get into into a contract with somebody. A couple of publishers who have looked at my books have reached out to me, uh, and we have been on um, discussion, but I didn't want to put pen to paper until I'm really uh, I'm ready to 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 go the whole. Wow! Oh, okay, that's awesome. And I also wanted to to ask you. Um, well, actually, now I kind of got distracted with like the traditional publishing. Um, but what were, what were more of those pain points? Cause you know, I, I find the opposite typically. So this is really fascinating because most people, they'll say, um, I want to do traditional publishing. Then they go into traditional publishing and then they're like, oh, it's, it's too hard. You know, that's, uh, that's a big gateway. I have to do my own marketing, things like that. But you kind of are finding that. Having to do it on yourself, that's a lot of work. You don't have the same reach as other, other people. So you're going to go towards a traditional publishing route. It's just, it's so different actually than most people. So I, I admire that. But I'm guessing that like, you're like, oh, I, I see it as a challenge. Is that, is that correct? I, I'll tell you this, for example, um, if you go with traditional publishing, the, all, the thing is you lose, you probably lose a little bit of control over the book. So they probably, if you find a publisher that's willing to work with you, if the manuscript is good, probably gives you some royalty. Now, it depends on how you negotiate it, right? But in exchange for that, they're going to put your books in places that you will never imagine. They have the channels to distribute the book. They have the contacts. They know how the bookstores all over the world, both those that are online and those that are physical, a brick and mortar. They have contacts in the press. They know how to publicize it, how to market it, and all of that. And that is what you want. Listen, for anybody who wants to write a book, I'll tell them this. The book you are writing may not make you money. The book you are writing, just think about it that you are establishing credibility and authority on that field. 
on that topic. So it becomes your calling card, just like, like your business card to open additional doors. So if you are looking to make money from writing your book in itself, you need to be an Obama that will have a pre-order of 4 million copies already for it to make any sort of sense. But again, because we have stories to tell, because we have, because every human being you see is almost a complete library, we need to put these things in book. And by the way, the book is the most lasting legacy man has ever created. Civilizations come and go, powerful men come and go, but in the world of the book, you will see the speaker speak, talking to you, the writer talking to you as fresh as the day it was written. So the biggest invention, in my opinion, the biggest invention that man has made is the book. I can go to the library today and get a book written by Socrates or Aristotle. These are people who who have long, long, long gone, but their thoughts still direct things today. Their thoughts thought still instruct people long after they are gone. So writing is important, but don't go into it and thinking that you are going to make it. You know, you need to be Jack Renfield to have written the um, chicken soup of the soul, so many copies of it and all of that. Which And those are some of the things I didn't know from the beginning. I thought I was going to be making a, a bunch of money. I have I have broken even with my book. I had had um, speaking, writing opportunities that paid literally paid for the book, right? So, but the thing is, if you go in with the right mindset, you now know you'll not be faced with so many frustrations on the way. Okay, so writing the book and helping people to find that resiliency piece, to find that. Um, I can do this. Um, this guy gives me a checklist, more or less, step-by-step way of going through this very challenging process. Helps me to lay a claim to helping people transform their trials into uh, triumphs. And so from there, I'm trying to build up other things. That is That is so true. That is so true. I love that you've said that. Um, cause I have met people that they, you know, they want book coaching or something from me. And one of the first things they say is like, okay, well let's publish it. And then, you know, we'll split all the royalties 50, 50 or something like that. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> this is, it doesn't quite happen that way, you know? And, um, I think it's exactly as you said, you know, if you are Obama, you can expect quite, quite a book launch, uh-huh. um, but for for everyone else out there, um, and you're so right. It's building credibility. It's showing that you know this world or you know this subject, and that opens the doors. Um, and congratulations on even just breaking even. I feel like because I think that's an accomplishment in itself. Because sometimes people will they'll publish a book, but they'll under deliver, right? And just from the, the, your reviews and, and your cover, I can tell you haven't under-delivered, right? And other people, they've under-delivered and they wonder like, oh, I lost money on the book. But it's like when you break even or more, it's really a testament to the effort you put in. People find value. They're spreading the word. It's helping other people. And that's moving forward. So that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, um, one of the, just before we move, one of the most rewarding things about writing a book is when – Organizations that work in that space, for example, in the settlement space, ordered one one agency ordered fifty copies of my book, one one so. And it's not just the order that was very delightful to me. It was also the comment that they made. Said so this is a, the in their, in their words the 
the bomb of a book in the settlement and immigration space. Now, if I didn't put all of that in writing, nobody would know me. I'll be the regular guy moving out. So it's rewarding when you have those. It's rewarding to see your thoughts, that people are reading your thoughts and, you know, parting with money to, to know what you think about the subject you're writing. It's rewarding in that sense. But if it's just for monetary values, uh, I'll tell you to go try something else. Yeah, go go try bullfighting or something, something different. <laughs> I have a question. How much time do you have? Because I wanted to ask about your editing and the publishing process. But I want to honor your time. Go no, okay. Cool. Um, so you said that, you know, you you have put your book to readers. You're going to do that again uh, just to get feedback. What is your editing process like? You, you write the book and then what happens next? So I you write the book, you edit it as, as well as you can. You look, you find professional editors. Listen, these are the people who will make sure that all your T's and cross and all your I's are dotted, right? Because you never know who is going to read the book. For people who who are very... Um, finicky. No, for people who are very detailed. Let me not use the word finicky because that would be like judgment. For people who are very detailed, one people they find on your book might turn them off from, from reading the whole of the book, right? Okay. And then you're also going to put all of that manual through to a lawyer, right? Somebody from a legal perspective so that there's nothing there that might result in you having a big battle, Lego battle before you even start. I even run the risk of being cancelled, you know, in in in, in our age. Yeah. So all of that I did as part of the publishing process. Okay. So and then you now go into find getting talking about a title, a title that conveys essentially what the book is about. But I had I had some working titles that the publisher said, ah, no, this one will probably not make as much money uh, or be attractive to people. You, you go in through, in through that, and then, yeah, those are some of the things you need to do to get the book in a space where you can now start talking about it being publishable. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And so you, you sought legal advice, which is brilliant. That's that's a very good option. Um, where, did you find somebody who was like a specific like book, uh, like, lawyer or was it more like a lawyer about regulations of Canada? No, I, the, the legal piece actually came to me, um, not because I sought for it, but I had a conversation with a friend who is a lawyer and I said, I'm writing a book. And I says, well, what is it about? And, and I said, it's on this. I said, okay, so um, what piece, how did you write this piece? Okay. And, and I described how I wrote it. He said, ah, no, 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 no. You don't, do, you don't say things like that. So after that conversation, I strategically found another friend of mine who is a lawyer. I say, hey, could you please go through this manuscript for me? Right? And he was very gracious about it, very detailed about it and all of that. So I, he was also, uh, he, he's also in the academics, right? So in terms of the grammar, in terms of the legal angle, in terms of the overall idea, central team, he gave me very great feedback. I can't thank him enough. The success of that book, the largest then depended on the amount of work he put into it. So that was something that occurred to me because there are certain things you want to say in your own words. There are certain things you put in your own writing. The broader implications of those in the society where we live might become painful for you. 
So it's always good to look through those process. And if I'm hoping that um, I can still tap from the goodwill that I have uh, in the community, the people who are so gracious to give their to give their support. But if I don't, I wouldn't even mind having a professional, uh, somebody who is a lawyer, go through it in that manner. Because at the end of the day, you don't want to build that whole that whole thing, that whole project, and one sentence you put in there becomes the talking point, becomes the problem for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's such a great idea. That's that's awesome that like you kind of ran into that, and then from there you're like, okay, let me let me go actually explore this side. Um, and so so you kind of get that reviewed. Uh, you do some editing, which is you know that's fantastic. So. I, I'm curious, when you get your edits back, do you ever, did you feel like, oh my gosh, like this, there's so much to edit here, I feel overwhelmed, or did you see it more like that challenge, that you, you, have, you kind of have that attitude of like, the challenge, I'm going to approach it. I'm curious, what was your mental state when you received edits? You need to hold yourself, if you're not emotionally strong, when you see edit, you just, you know, you just be like, what the heck, this person who's editing this has not even written a, a pamphlet or whatever, but I mean, the important thing is for you to know that everybody who is working on your manuscript wants the best version of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, at this point, it's not about the about your ability to write, you know, uh, good grammar or composition. Actually, uh, my friend told me when I was writing, said, "Don't just keep writing. Let the ideas flow through you. Right? Just keep writing. It's not your business to edit." So that gave me the freedom to pour out everything in the book and then to go through it as much as I can, find a couple of people to look at it before I send it in to the publishers. So the amount of editing at that level now became a little bit smaller. If I had sent in the initial draft with all the way I poured it and, uh, from my hand to the laptop and all of that, it would have been a, a different ballgame. But by the time I got to the publishing part, um, giving it to the publishers, it's been cleaned up a little bit, but they still had to go through those details. Yeah, yeah, and, that, and that's awesome. I think that's that's such a great way to put that. Going back to what you said, like they just want the best for your manuscript. They want the best version of that. Yeah, that's amazing. So, um, also, did you have a hand in your cover design? Because your cover design is very cool. I, I love how that looks. Oh, I, I tell you, when I saw it the first time, I was like, oh wow, I. I you know, it, it was amazing. That's also what happens when you work with professionals. So they gave me four options, right? And then within my network, uh, I just did uh, an informal pool. I say, which of these books will be, will you know, will be um, visually appealing to you if you were to see it in the bookshop? And majority chose that one. And I'm like, okay, let's go with it. Because at the end of the day, it's about the people that you serve. It's about the people that you go. But the concept is not mine. So I'm not that kind of uh, creative genius. <laughs> this is what happens when you work with professionals, when you work with people who know their onions. They give you the best. I wouldn't have thought about that cover um, if I were to to go through it alone, Right. right. So that's also the reason why pro- traditional publishing is very is very important. Some you know can be looked at because in house they have departments who come up with all of these, they brainstorm and they bring up the ideas. Finally, it's your call. You're going to choose like I did, but you know you're just a writer. You're not you're not um, graphic artist. Yeah, 
Yeah, that that's that's very cool because I saw it and I was like, I want to buy that, and I'm not even I'm not going to Canada anytime soon, but <laughs> it's very attractive. Canada so, is a very cool country. You should come over. I should. I've been wanting to. I, I want to. When I go over, I'm gonna I'm gonna call you. I'm like, Chidi, let's go. Let's yeah. go exchange books, have some coffee, something like that. <laughs> um, really quickly. So now that you kind of look back in your process, what were some of the things you, you, you have some things that you didn't do right? And that's most people we kind of make, we make those mistakes. And what were some of the things that you felt your process, it did, it did hit right. You know, you chose the hybrid publisher, you had your friend. Um, what were some other things that you're like, okay, that we knocked it out of the park. So, it's getting a community behind you, getting that community behind you. It's absolutely great. You need the support to push you over, you know, to push you, to, to take you through. And I had a couple of people reach out to me to say, hey, I know you're working on this. Um, have you done this? Have you done this? Have you done this? And I said, no, I haven't. They said, okay, uh, why don't we have a, a Zoom meeting and I can show you. And they the generosity of our people when it comes to things like this uh, overwhelms me. And that's part of why I believe that there's nothing I can do to give back that's equal to what I have received. People gave their time, their energy, and their resources. So the ability for you to be open and to say, I need I need help. I don't know what the help is, but I think I need help. And then somebody comes with ideas, and you're able to incorporate it. That's, that's one. The second thing is making sure that... Again, if you have a, a following that they have a buy-in, right? A buy-in, an online, online following um, is very important because now you need to create a tribe. You need to create a tribe uh, that will help amplify the message you are sending. Okay. Um, so again, it's about ultimately knowing after the book what next for you. And that is why podcasts like this are very important so that people will know that it doesn't end in just you publishing the book and then getting a couple of payments that you've more or less have become an expert. You need to continue to read, continue to improve yourself. I go on podcasts and people ask me questions about the settlement process that I, that right now, if I'm going to rewrite the book again, like I'm going to do another edition, it will be a lot more enriching from the conversations I've had. I didn't know about those things before I started, but now it's part of it because I keep developing myself and I keep learning every day. So that piece of starting on time, making sure that you you give yourself enough time, given all that is going on around you, to meet your deadlines that are not too tight is also very important. Yeah, that is such, that's really great advice. Now, thank you, Chidi. That's, that's awesome. Now, I think we are about at our time for now, but before we go, um, was there anything that we haven't covered that you would love to share for the audience before we tell them where they can find you? Uh, don't be afraid of the act of writing. Don't be afraid. There are ways that it can be done, and you still have your life. You don't lose everything. <laughs> you don't abandon everything. But... I have to stress that there is something everybody knows that you can teach. Mm-hmm. There's something that you know very well. So if we wake you up um, by 3 a.m. and say, hey, talk to us about this, like your child, talk to me about this. You can go on and on and on and on and on. Right there, that particular topic is something that the world needs. Yeah. It's something that the world needs. So don't be afraid 
of the pro pro process of writing, go ahead and write, because at the end of the day, we are enriched by the ideas that people have, and we put them in, into the space. You don't know whose life will be turned around by reading you. So I will encourage people to write, and even more importantly, I will encourage people to read. If you don't read, the information in the book is not going to, it cannot go through any process to come into your head. This is not where osmosis or diffusion works. You need to read. Right? <laughs> you need to read. And people have spent their time to put all of this. So if you don't know, and you can just start. I am, I am making a commitment to reading at least one book a week in my field. And that means if I read one book a week in my field, I will have read 52 books in a year. If I read 52 books in a year, in five years, I will become an expert in whatever field it is. Let's say you want to become, you want to be an expert in aviation, for example. It starts with you reading one book around a team of aviation once a week. And then you have 52 of them. And let's say you jump off, you didn't read 52, you read, you read 40. You are way, way, way better than the person who read one book in the whole year. And then as you move forward in that consistency, on that part, you become an expert. And then you're able to teach people. And then you're able to improve the world. And then you're able to impact the world. Because every problem that we have today is already in a book somewhere. Like, on the last, to think about the COVID, think about all the measures that we are taking, the lockdown, the, um, the, COVID, the vaccine, everything that was done to manage COVID at the time. You saw that people who were experts in public health already knew what to do at the time. But you and I, who didn't know anything about immunology and who didn't know anything about public health, we are all wandering all over the place. But you see people moving short, you know, in a short manner to say this is what we're going to do, this is what we're going to do. That comes from the power of knowledge. And that knowledge is what you have in every single book that you pick. So please read. Wow. That was amazing. Thank you. You, okay, well, after you're done with your next book, you need to write a book on books, writing, <laughs> absorbing, motivation. Let me know when you do this because that was powerful. And I think that as a culture, sometimes we downplay books. We forget about books. But you're right. Books hold knowledge, centuries of knowledge, and I love your plan. I love your plan so much. I'm like, you know, what? I want to do that. Read a book a week for five years, become a become an expert because I, I there's so much so much to learn. So thank yeah. you. <laughs> You're welcome. I mean, <laughs> the, the libraries are all there. Uh, the you know, go in, find old um, old bookshops, invest in your self development. Invest in yourself. I can't say it enough. Invest in your self-development. Read books. Listen to steps. Uh, listen to go for seminars and all of that. Read magazines. Listen to tech talk. There's so much in the age of internet. There's so much you can do, you yeah. know. But whatever you do, improve yourself. I love that. Exactly. Improve yourself. Thank you so much, Chidi. Um, so where can people find you, find your book? Where can they go to, to locate My, your amazingness? <laughs> thanks. My book is on Amazon. Amazon.ca, Amazon.com, whichever whichever branch of Amazon you want to look at is there. It's also on Barnes and Nobles. It's on most of the major bookstores. It's on my website, and my website is chidispeaks.com. Um, so, and I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter. So, if you can't find it, 
can always send me a, a message. I will, I will send you the link and, you know, be very careful to hear what you think about it. You know, uh, again, if you have opportunities for me to speak to your audiences, I'm also available. And the, the, the booking line is on my website as well. Amazing. And the chidispeaks.com, that's chidispeaks.com. Awesome. That is C-H-I-D-I speaks.com. So thank you so much, Chidi. You are the author of Coming to Canada, the ultimate success guide for new immigrants and travelers, as well as the upcoming author for the financial uh, literacy book. Um, Let us know when you finish that. We'll love to have you back on. I'm from the How to Write a Book podcast. Thank you so much for your time. This has been wonderful. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I will wrap up and have a great day, everyone. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the How to Write a Book podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you want to keep up with me and my work, check out the website, blackheartedstudios.com. That's www.blackheartedstudios.com. And follow me on Instagram, at Masiel Writes. That's at M-A-S-S-I-E-L Writes. As a book coach and publisher, I'm passionate about helping aspiring authors bring their stories to life. So if you you've been dreaming of writing a book and don't know where to start, head to my website and let's chat. You get a free 30 minutes on me. Thanks again for listening and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks.